Welcome, Frankston fans. We are back for the weekly debrief. We've got a little bit of a different flavour this week. We've given Danny the week off, and we've got one of our co-captains, Trent Minot, in the hot seat. Trent, welcome, mate. Thanks for having me, Mark. Appreciate it, mate. Firstly, mate, how did how'd you pull up after the weekend? We did the big long road trip down to Geelong and uh, and and all good. I know we, we would have loved to come away with the chocolates, but uh, we didn't get there. But the body feeling all right? Yeah, yeah, the body's um, come through the game really well, actually. Just a few knocks and, and bumps, which is sort of the usual coming out of sort of a tough fought game. Um, but luckily enough, we, yeah, the AFL paid for the accommodation down there on the Friday night. So a few of the boys had a nice sleep there instead of the two-hour travel back at 12 o'clock at night, which was nice. But um, got up in the morning, had brekkie and did a bit of recovery and whatnot. So yeah, it was a nice weekend down in Geelong. That's good, mate. That's good to hear. I know it's been a pretty, uh, pretty tough month. Um, you know, I mean, we could have easily been, uh, been sitting at uh, six and five uh, as opposed to three and eight. Um, but yeah, it's been a been a tough month. We've been been in every game. Um, you know, there's there's an argument to be made that we could have could have won all four, or at least been three and one um, over the last month. Uh, how, how are the boys feeling after after the last month of football? Yeah, um, obviously pretty disappointing in terms of results, but um, in terms of sort of competing in games and whatnot, which was a very much of a goal of ours, obviously not having a massive recruiting sort of, I guess, bonanza over the off season and losing a few key players. Um, we were sort of skeptical of how we'd go this year. And we've, I reckon we've sort of, I guess, gone past everyone's expectation in terms of competing in games and being there to win, which is sort of what a lot of boys are happy about in terms of we're not getting blown out of the water and we're competing and we're, we're just there. We're just not quite that polished team of um, sometimes when you come up against the AFL teams, they're just that slightly a bit more polished as they do it for a job and whatnot. Um, but we're getting there and hopefully a few, I guess, results go our way in the f- near future. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, uh, just touching on that, I mean, Danny and I have spoken about it on the podcast uh, over the last few weeks. I mean, you know what to expect when you come to the footy at the moment to watch Frankston play. Um, the You know, just around the ground, uh, you know, the fans in the stand, like we're, we're in every game. I mean, even that Brisbane game, um, you know, they'd been taking all before them, um, you know, probably a month ago. Uh, but... You know we're right there, and we we know what to expect. The boys crack in. Uh, you know, is that something that you guys are really hanging your hat on? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of our main strengths, and um, it's sort of a trademark, I guess you would say, is when you come down to Frankston, you sort of you're in for a tough you're in for a tough night, and that's what sort of we we got to try do. We can't sort of compete with a lot of the teams if if we're playing free flowing footy running up and back, running up and back. We just try and make it sort of a scrap. And that's what we did against Brisbane. And um, Jared Lyons actually gave us a big grab. I spoke to him after the game. Um, about It's probably the hardest game they've played and the hardest sort of team they've come up against. Um, so it was a credit to us. Obviously, yeah, it just happens that they're probably a bit more classier on, the, on that end and run over the top of us, really. But... Um, it was good to yeah compete and see the results they've been having and I guess before us even after us um, 
yeah, the boys really fucking had a dig that day. So, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they had a they had a real all star midfield in at the time. I mean, they lost Matheson before the game, but uh, they they had a really really strong side in, and a lot of those guys have have gone up and played played in the AFL since in the in the system since. And I mean, it just that night in particular, I, I think that everyone who was standing around Kinetic Stadium at the time, we've been getting good numbers out of Kinetic Stadium all, all year. And, uh, you know, everyone, just that sense of pride in, in what you guys are, are delivering. And I, I want to make sure that you guys, you guys are aware of that because, you know, if you guys keep bringing the heat, I think the crowds are going to, going to keep coming and keep coming in big, big numbers. And I, I guess from a, um, and I don't know how it feels like out on the ground, but, um, it's, it's great footy to watch. Like it's, it's, it's almost a bit of a throwback, uh, a few years in the AFL in terms of, you know, that physicality and, uh, and, and then when we do get the ball and, and something that we've, we've commented on a little bit, uh, in Danny's podcast is going from inside to out. Um, and when you guys are really on and when you guys are clean, it just looks super when you can win the ball inside. And we're a very good side um, in that clearance. But getting the ball inside to out, we can move the footy really well. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, we've got we've got the ability. It's just sort of being really consistent um, over the four quarters in terms of you see flashes of how we play and you go, geez, they're, they're, they're looking unbelievable tonight. But I guess sometimes with the young side, we can go in and out of games. Um, probably our first quarters in the recent couple of weeks have maybe sort of cost us the game, I guess, last week and this week. So that's probably a focus on for us for the n- near future in the next couple of weeks to really sort of start hot and not be chasing tail all game. Um, so, yeah, like the, the ability is there. It's just about being consistent and just keep, practicing and practicing on that and um i think it'll all come together one day which will which will be nice to see absolutely and i guess there's a there's been an influx of kids that have come into the we call them kids they're sort of 18 19 year olds that are that are coming in i've seen a few of them are pretty big boppers for for 18 19 which is which is impressive but they've come out of uh the coats talent league the old nab league uh and also just touching on some of the players not just the the kids that have come through but some of the players who have had natural improvement this year. I mean, who's really caught your eye, mate? Well, not so much. Like, one that's really caught my eye, he's not so much a kid, um, Matt Johnson. He's sort of come onto the scene, and I guess they're the the recruits that – he's not a big star recruit, but he's coming in and just played an unbelievable role for us. Um, he's sort of a bigger bodied. He's a bit older. He's sort of been around the traps and sort of on Casey's list for a few years and whatnot, and – He's come across to our our list knowing he's probably going to play every week rather than sort of be in and out of the fringe on a sort of affiliated side. Um, and, yeah, just to see him sort of play his role up the, in the forward line, he's really kept us in a few games really this year. Um, and in terms of, I guess, young kids, is um, Mitch Sabalski, I think he can pronounce it that way, Sibba we call him. Um just the way he's handled himself, like he started off the year not so great and he, he knows that. Um, he wasn't setting the world on fire. Obviously stiff not to get drafted. So he's gone come to a VFL club and he was hoping to sort of really take off and maybe go mid-season or whatever. Um, yeah, he, he actually got dropped middle of the year, went back, played in a couple of the um, 
futures sort of games, talent games or whatever they're called. Um, and then he's come back into the side in the last few weeks and, yeah, he's been that good for us on the wing and playing inside. So just to see his development and not to, for him to drop his head and whatever when he got dropped, um, to see him just keep working, you know, doing the extras and whatnot at training, we call it. Um, <clears throat> just like pre-training, um, he's always there doing the little things, trying to better himself. So, yeah, he's really impressed me. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. He's uh, he's an interesting one, absolutely. And this is probably, you know, indicative of the competition and the kids that are coming out of that that uh, coach talent league and and things like that. Um, you, the VFL is a hard competition, and and when you get up against the the big bodies and things like that, it, it's a tough gig for for an eighteen year old to to wander into a side. And um, Frankston, I suppose, we're pretty proud of the development that we're able to give these young players coming through um, with the support of some of the the older guys like yourself, Will, you know, even Kai Owens and, and these guys uh, in the middle. But they're just, without a reserves competition in, in there, they can't really sort of go and sit back and bide their time um, where maybe they can in South Australia and WA with the, the twos competitions. Um, coming in, it's a tough gig to, to come into a competition like this as an 18-year-old. But I guess... Coming into a team like Frankston, where there is opportunity, you touched on Matt Johnson um, coming across. He's been in the system with Casey. He's probably, you know, when they drop McDonald and Brown and these guys, he's probably one of the first that gets rolled out. Um, he comes to a to a standalone club like Frankston. You're part of a team. You're part of a club. Um, there's a real advantage in that in terms of fast-tracking the development. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Um yeah, coming in as an 18-year-old, especially if you're not quite up to sort of to standard of senior footy in terms of your body, which a lot of people aren't. Like I was lucky lucky enough to get drafted and whatever, and it means you get a you get a game in the VFL every week. You can't mm. well, you can I guess get dropped from the VFL, but it's very 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 unlikely. Stiff. Um, so in terms of for me, yeah, I got to go and just chip away in the VFL for a couple of years and not have a worry about getting dropped, but I'm I'm absolutely sure if if I were to be on the other spec on uh, other end and being just a top up player, um, absolutely you'd be, probably be tipped out and you're playing local. In terms of development, it, yeah, it is very hard when you're in and out of the side and you can't get sort of, I guess, like you're not playing confident footy. You're sort of worried about sort of getting dropped and whatnot. So to come to Frankston, yeah, where you are gonna sort of majority of the time, if you play well, you, you're going to hold your spot because there's 22 spots to fill, not maybe eight if the AFL team's healthy. So it's a, a really sort of, I guess, something that a lot of the talent league sort of kids that don't get drafted are looking at. Um, well, you going, just don't you just don't get that. that um, you, you're competing with like for like, I guess. You're not getting, as I said, you know, you, you guys that get dropped out that have maybe played 100 games of AFL football who... As you say, when you got drafted to Essendon, you know, you come back, you, you're playing VFL and a top-up goes out. You know what exactly. I mean? And, and that's that's the thing. So you're actually you're actually able to sit there and, and train a bit of system. And you, if you're getting left out of the side, it's a it's a like-for-like uh, type situation. Yeah. And I'm not saying um, going to an aligned club is not good. Like, yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of boys and if you go to an online club and you're really impressed, that's probably where you can 
jumped the queue a bit in terms of you see Box Hill and whatnot drafting out of their league. But it's when you're not quite performing to the not not performing, but you're not jumping off the screen, and you know you're possibly in and out of the side on the line side. You probably get a game every week at um, a non-affiliated side, and you, yeah, you get to start playing that system, and eventually, sort of after a fair few games, you sort of get how it works and whatever, and you might start to come good and start playing some really good footy in terms of you might not get that opportunity out of the clubs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just just on that, I, I look at a couple of guys and, um, you know, Trent Marotta came in first and then Justin Davies come in the last couple of weeks. I mean, like, let, let's be honest. As a, you know, you've got a midfielder, you can probably, you know, get a bit of protection. You might be able to play on the outside a little bit and things like that. I mean, these guys are having to contest in the air and, and be a genuine target. And to come in as 18, 19-year-old kids, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And um, touching on um, JD, Justin, he's, yeah, the last couple of weeks has been unreal. The boys have been that that pumped with him. Like he, his first game, he, I think, came in and played a bit of backline and then went forward. And the last couple of weeks, he's played forward. And I reckon he's been out marked once. Yeah. And I don't times we've kicked it to him. So um, just a credit to him, he's been competing that well down there and just, just getting it to ground, which is something we probably missed um sort of early in the season. So he's come in and just played that role to perfection really and he's been clunking a few, going back and kicking them. So if he keeps developing like he is, um back into the year we might, yeah, we might really have something on our hands. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. And uh I guess uh touching a bit on your own performance, mate, uh, you know, if you if you look through the stats and stuff like that, you're our highest ranking player um in, in terms of that. Um, you, you're averaging around 24 touches a game. Uh, you, you're right up on clearances, you know, up around seven clearances. But you're also hitting the scoreboard, mate. You've been pretty dangerous down there um, during the season. Yeah, I've, uh, I love to get forward and try kick a sausage. Um, the, the boys call me a goal sneak and seem to find a bit of extra pace when I'm around the goals. <laughs> um, nah, but, yeah, just been trying to work on my consistency um, this year, especially Last year wasn't too bad, but, uh, you know, you have those couple of games where you fall to maybe 14 touches or whatever and two couple of tackles and just not have much impact on the game. So I'm just trying to, yeah, you know, every week I'm not so worried about touches or whatever. Yeah. If it is, I'm just worried about my impact on the game. If it is going forward and kicking goals, impact on the game. If it is having 10 tackles because that's what the team needs, that's sort of where my head's at, um, just trying to, yeah, have real impact sort of in any position where wherever as because we get shuffled around a little bit um, mm-hmm. in our team, trying to fill a couple of holes as we've touched on. We ha- we didn't go and recruit 5, 10, 15, you know, really VFL standard players. So if sort of Jono goes down or whatever, or Bailey Lambert doesn't play, we, mm-hmm. we're sort of, you know, we're looking for someone to kick goals. So I've played that position a little bit going down forward. Um, so the Sandy you know, Sandy game, you were playing a bit more as a permanent forward in that game? Or, yeah, or just yeah. Sharing a bit? yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was just a bit wet. So the forwards sort of, a couple of those tall forwards weren't obviously in the game. It wasn't sort of their day. So I was playing a little bit of midfield and I wasn't actually going that well. So Danny sort of threw me forward and... Um, just luckily to get on the end of a few, but 
yeah, just sort of went down there and went, okay, well, I'm going to have to have the impact down here. And that's sort of what I focused on, just trying to play my role. If it is in the forward line, that's that's what I'll do. Yeah, mate, and you kicked you've kicked a couple of rippers, a couple of couple of snaps out of your out of your backside, mate, which has been yeah. uh, been exciting to watch at Kinetic. The fans have certainly caught up and about when you've done that, and and at important times as well. Which you know, being being the co-captain, um, you know, you certainly uh, certainly uh, I guess get a get a great buzz out of doing that. Talk to me a bit about the leadership you've taken that that role on this year. Um, you know, with Will as well. How's that been going? Yeah, it's been really good. Like um, I've always, as a junior and sort of going through the ranks, always sort of been there, thereabouts in the leadership group or vice captain or whatever, but I've never actually had the opportunity to captain a club. So sort of really proud and that to do this, that this year, and especially at VFL level, like um, I'm really happy to sort of lead the boys and especially with the really young group, I feel like you can, you can have a real impact and like, not that, other older people don't listen, but you get a lot more engagement, I think, from the younger boys. Um, yep. I'm not that old. I'm only 23, but I feel <laughs> like sort of a more of a veteran around the club. So, um, but things really haven't changed a whole lot. Like I, I've had a few people ask me, you know, a couple of boys at work, or oh, what's what's actually in it doing the captaincy role? It's like there's not a whole lot of obviously this sort of thing, you know, jumping on whatever, but. I'm happy to do that even if I wasn't captain, um, just organising a few things, but um, more just, you know, really sort of driving the standards and, you know, having to organise little things outside of, you know, the footy club, not just being the, the captain of the club in footy, just being the captain of the club just in general, um, looking after the young boys, you know, when we organise little piss-ups and all that thing. Um, like I've just... I had to organize. Well, I've actually delegated it off um, to a couple of the other boys, just making sure everyone's got accommodation when we go up to Queensland because we're staying yep. that extra night, you know, just little things like that that, you know, you don't think of until you're actually sort of the captain and you're steering the ship that you've you got to take into account that some of the boys might not be really good mates with a few of the other boys and, you know, not confident enough to come in and ask, oh, where are you guys staying? So I've just sort of made sure that a couple of boys are getting around to the younger fellas and making making them feel wel- welcome in terms of in that friendship groups and just little things like that, really. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Yeah, it's su- super important um, in, in terms of that, and especially with the with the nature of the competition being a little bit disjointed with with no reserves team. You've still got 40 on the list and, and trying to, you know, keep keep everyone sort of sort of happy and engaged. One to 40 is pretty important. Um, let's let's talk about the the future quickly. Um, what does what does it hold? I mean, we're we're obviously looking at it right now, and you know, in my opinion, the upside of this list that we have now is, is huge. Um, and if we can stick together uh, for a couple of years, there there is a lot of success that can come with that. Um, just through the natural improvement of this list, um, and then you add a couple in on top of that. Uh, you know, it's gonna gonna happen quite quickly if if we do that. The the future, from your perspective, um, from the club's perspective, uh, you know, fill us in on a bit of that. Yeah. So, th- with the the natural sort of beast that is in the VFL, there's there's always turnover. There's a lot of turnover compared to sort of local footy or in the AFL. There's just I don't know. It's just how it works. Some of the boys might not be getting opportunity. They want to go elsewhere. Um, 
you know, some of the boys uh, sort of had enough of playing sort of at that, I guess, semi-professional level of training three nights and doing meetings. So you just get a lot of turnover. But um, you can see, for, especially for the standalone teams, um, if you go back in history and look at the Williamstowns and the Port Melbournes and you look at their list, I bet you the turnover they had was very minor in terms of when they were sort of in those premiership windows. Um, so that's the focus I think this year is obviously keeping our turnover to a minimum and keeping a lot of the senior boys and the young boys coming through together, um, just playing together and more and more and more. You just, you know, you build that trust and connection and then obviously hoping to just sort of, you know, all you need really I think is just a couple here and there of recruits. I think sometimes when you go the other way and you get a whole lot of recruits come in, it, it can sort of turn the boys that had played a lot last year or whatever and done the, the grunt work, turn them away from the club, and that's where it can get a bit disjointed. So I think we're moving in the right direction in terms of keeping the core group together, and a lot of the young boys are having a lot of fun this year. So it's good to see them, and I hope they stick around, you know, for, for many years to come. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, it's uh, it's it's one of these things. I know, I know. Going into AFL circles, uh, they talked about Richmond. Um, you know, in 2016, you know, and the Bulldogs got on this run, and and Gil McLaughlin said, "Geez, just wait until Richmond gets up and about, and the competition will will go crazy." Um, you know, we're getting great crowds. We've got a fantastic fan base. We have awesome membership, lots of engagement. You sort of feel that if Frankston gets on a roll and we can keep the kids together and we can keep keep going and we make a real tilt at the finals. This could really awaken the beast. Can you can you feel that? Like when we play games at Kinetic Stadium, you obviously play games home and away and I could imagine that uh the away games are quite different to what the home games are in terms of terms of that. Yeah, well absolutely. Like no disrespect to Geelong, but yeah, there would have only been about five hundred people there on the weekend um, in comparison to, yeah, sort of we've been getting upwards of, you know, three, 4,000 at mm. Kinetic on really good nights. So, yeah, like we love the crowd and we've had a few comments from other VFL players saying, geez, the atmosphere is like I've never had this in the VFL and it's it's something to be proud of, I guess, as a player, like coming, knowing we're going to get the nice crowd and, you know, get the support from the local community. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's just about, yeah, building and hopefully sort of, you know, eventually sneaking into the finals, whether it's, you know, back into this year, we, we get a run on or, or it is next year. Um, I think that's just the, the goal and that's just, I guess, the next pillar we're going to jump. And then from there, um, you know, once you get going, everybody wants to, to be a part of it. That's sort of how it works. I think it's just a flow on effect. You know, you have a few wins, you make finals, then all of a sudden, people aren't looking at the Williamstowns and Ports to go to. They're looking at the Frankstons, you know, to come to w- whether they come out of the AFL or th- they, they're coming up from local levels and they want to play at the highest level. They're not, you know, going to those sort of standalones. They're coming down to Frankston where, you know, they're going to play in front of a really big crowd and um, the, the club's going in the right direction. Awesome, mate. Yeah, well, I, I certainly, for one, can't wait when we when we play a home final down at Kinetic, mate. She'll be going off. So, uh, you know, hopefully, it's at the end of this year we get a run on and we can we can sneak in there and get a bit of a taste of it with the with the top ten. But if not, let's keep everyone together and uh, and move forward. And I think it's a very exciting future for the Frankston Football Club. Trent, mate, 
it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for for joining us. I know you're busy, uh, but yeah, it's been been brilliant. Enjoy the week off, and uh, let's fire up for Collingwood, mate. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it, mate.